You're about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. Hallelujah. <laughs> One of the things uh, that we should always experience when we come to God's presence or we come to fellowship with God's people is transformation. God's word transforms. It changes a man. Hallelujah. And that will be your experience this morning. I want us to read something from Joshua chapter 6. To just move on, we, we started some things uh, last week. We're talking about pictures. And then we continue on Wednesday. And I want us to read something from Joshua chapter 6. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible says, Now Jericho was strictly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. <laughs> so Jericho was opened before until the children of Israel were coming. Then Jericho was locked down. The Bible said nobody went in, nobody came out. Just like when Jesus said to the disciples, let us cross to the other side. The Bible said the wind was contrary to them. Life is designed in such a way that there cannot be transformation from one point to another or transition without uh, a wind blowing, without something attempting to sabotage the journey. Are you getting me? That means you don't cross over cheaply. It's never cheap. Praise the Lord. So, between where they were and the promised land, they must pass through Jericho. Jericho in the Bible represents a place of warfare. And um, Jericho was a physical place in the Old Testament, and Jericho is still there right now. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. So, <laughs> when you are on your way, now promised land represents different things to different people, and it's, just, it's not just one place, it's something that will happen from time to time. So as you journey in life, moving from one level to another, there will be several Jerichos to deal with. You can't negotiate it out or away, it has to be there, you have to pass through it. And there is only one law for Jericho. It has to come down because it will never open for you of its own accord. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Okay. Um, <laughs> whenever we stop, I'll continue seconds. One of the things I hope to say, to experience what you have never experienced before, you have to be who you have never been before. Changes, they do take place inside before they take place outside. And I want to show you something. Remember last week we were talking about Father Abraham in Genesis 15. So God brought Abraham out and Abraham said to God, See, I go childless. And I've been trying to say that until something, your life reproduces, your life reproduces the prevailing picture of your soul, of your heart. Mm. No wonder the Bible says, oh no, the Bible says, guide your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. The issues of life are not determined per se by the nation you live with or living or the family you are from. 
The issues of your life. Not, remember, when God talks, others have to shut up. Bible says, let God be true and let all men be liars. So God says, out of your heart comes the issues of your life. Then that confers a responsibility on everybody to pay attention to the things. What, is, what tape is playing inside here? And if we journey through the Bible, you are going to discover that before God made something happen on the outside, he had to do something about what was going on inside them because he will not break his own principle. Are you following me? The day you take a camera and you focus it on an object and you snap and then the picture shows something else, you know you need deliverance. Or your camera needs deliverance. One of the two or both of you. Hallelujah. Because the camera is neutral. It will bring out whatever it focuses on. Somehow, human spirit, the human spirit, is like that. This is why we receive the word. But I want to show you something uh, just to add to what we started talking about. So, that was the situation. Jericho was shot. <laughs> Jericho was saying that, well, I know you want to pass, but you are not passing. They had crossed the Red Sea. They had crossed Jordan. Now they are just about stepping into the promised land finally. And here Jericho is saying that, no way. But then the Bible says something. And this is what we are talking about. Verse 2. And the Lord said to Joshua, everybody lift up your two and say, speak to me, Lord. Say it again. Say, speak to me, Lord. Say one more time. Say, speak to me, Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord said to Joshua, see, if your Bible is yours and it's not on your tab, there's nothing on your Bible being on your tab. It's okay if your Bible is on your tab. But if you are using a physical Bible that is not your tab, paper Bible, can you underline that word, see? See. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. This is where the real battle takes place. Hallelujah. This is where the real battle takes place. What you see. As soon as Jairus told Jesus to come and pray for his daughter who was sick, somebody ran, Jesus, okay, let's go. Then somebody came and said, that, don't bother the master again. The child is already dead. To create a picture of an impossibility. And Jesus said to Jairus, immediately Jesus warned him that, don't be afraid, only believe. Jesus was addressing the prevailing picture of that matter. Jairus, sufficient anointing is available to transform the situation to raise a dead child. But you know what? What this guy just said right now will make you start thinking that now that the child is dead, let's not bother the master. I am not bothered. I am the resurrection and the life. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you following me? And we must, from time to time, say, this is where, when we pray, I've told you before, this is the real meaning of 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. People quote it against demons, and I've told you times you don't know, but it has nothing to do with demons. For the weapons of our are not carnal, they are mighty through God in pulling down. Those strongholds are not strongholds in your family's house, they are strongholds here. The one in your family's house, they will stay, because the one inside who stays. When you dissolve it here, that there is no ancestral cause, there is nothing against me. All the things that look like it outside will fall apart. 
It's a spiritual law. This is how it works. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So, is somebody hearing me? Yes, Amen. So, mm. Let's read. So, God said, See, I have given you into your hand Jericho and the king and the mighty men of valor. Wow. He did not even say, I will give you Jericho. I am giving Jericho to you. But I need you to see it. This city that is walled up to heaven. The promotion. The marriage. The child. The job. Whatever looks like something difficult standing before you. The financial situation. Heaven was saying to Joshua. This Jericho will crumble in a minute. If two things will happen, the most important is number one. It will give back to number two. If you see that I've already conquered Jericho, number two will follow. You will receive a strategy, a step, an instruction that you follow that brings it to pass physically. Simple. Um, fellow Drotoy told us, I think I've said the story here before about two times. He needed the then governor of Ogun State, Benga Daniel. Oh, dear Lord Jesus. I, I don't, when we're praying this morning with the leader, some words were coming. Everybody listen to me. You are destined to do great things. Amen. But you need some men to hold your hand. Are you following me? I've told you before, it is true that there are some gatekeepers you can cast away, you will dislodge to take over. There are some gatekeepers who cannot dislodge them. God will open their heart to you because you must pass through them. So there are Cyrus's who will elevate Daniel. There are Nebuchadnezzar's who will promote Daniel. They are there for a reason. You don't pray them down. What will happen for you? The Bible says when a man's way pleases the Lord, he makes even his enemy. There are some enemies you need for your advancement. Are you hearing me right now? Praise the Lord. Remember that it was somebody that said, I have seen the son of Jesse, a man skillful at playing up. There was a discussion in the palace. The king was operating under an evil spirit, oppressing and tormenting him, and he said, I need somebody to play. You, David had done his part. He was diligent, which I've shared with us. He was a man of wisdom. He was a diligent person. But said, diligence alone will not take you to the palace. Because you are not the only one that is diligent. And the race is not to the swifts. But when the king was talking, there was a guy who just said, excuse me, sir. One day, just passed by and he saw a brilliant person playing. You're so close, yes. So everybody have seen what you are capable of doing. Until they introduce you to certain people, the business stays at a level. People rise in life by recommendation. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> it was somebody that spoke to the president that time about Dora Kid. Somebody will, so somebody that spoke to the president or the power brokers that they should pick up. Somebody will always... If you don't understand this mystery or this principle, you'll stay small in life. One of the reasons why when we tell people, you know, I, 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 I mean, I was addressing the leaders and I said this, that is one of the reasons why it is so difficult for some people. So when we talk about giving, prayer, diligence, you being hardworking and not being a lazy person, prayer, diligence, be a seed sower and be a man of prayer. Those four things will lift you in life. 
You need all the four of them to win and win in this world. Because of all kinds of things. When nature talks about giving some people dodge, it is always an opportunity. Especially if the project is legit and you sense God in it and you go to hide. You will determine your own progress by yourself. That is what some people do. You know, we've been talking about the fact that we are relocated. And thank God for all the people. Many people have responded very well. But there are still some people who are just, you know, they are just watching. When God tells some people to give, I see God is touching their liver. They hate that idea. Have you experienced the miracle of letting go of what is in your hand? So that God can give you what is in his hand. If you close your hand, nothing can be given to your hand. And this is the interesting thing. If you are in a church where they are not begging and they are not manipulating people, I want to observe that when they announce a project, whether you are involved or not, they do it. But it is sad that you are not part of the people. I get what I'm saying. Did you hear what I've just said now? Anyway, but that's not a focus. I'm just, I'm just saying that because, see, there's no way we go around all this thing without talking about this. Anyway, but there is something I just want to focus on today that will help everybody. So, somebody had to speak. Somebody. The day Naaman was coming to meet Elisha for prayer, somebody had to speak. It was a little man that said to Naaman that said, there's a prophet in the land. If you can only go to him. This is the principle. Somebody. And it is the anointing on you that compels people to speak for you. It is true. But how do, how do these things, how do they happen? And when we talk like this, we are not talking materialism. I have told you before, evangelism must be done two ways, or survey or soul winning. We go to preach Christ to people. But we also use the power of influence. Influence is important. And God's people must be elevated to the point where they can influence things. Especially those whose hearts are, those whose hearts are right with God. They must, be, they must be in a position where they can legislate and control and command some things. It is necessary. Did you get what I've just said now? Praise the Lord. So all the nations where they say nobody should preach is because they are presidents and leaders who hate the gospel. And by the power of their influence, they are stopping anybody from preaching. Like China. So what we can do in that case is people begin to pray for a move of the spirit. And when the spirit will move, it will remove errors and replace because God understands authority. I shared something with you a while ago. Even when God wanted to show everybody the future, Famine was coming. He had to show Pharaoh. Only Pharaoh had the ability, the land, and the wealth to store food for the future. Remember that even Jacob and his people came to buy food in, in Egypt. Joseph was the one who interpreted the dream, but was never the one that had it. God didn't show him the dream. What will a prisoner do? If God should show you that there will be famine in the world, what can you do about it? Spoke. Everybody knew in that area. Influence. Everyone wanted to be the apostles and Gamaliel spoke. He was one of the most reputable teachers of law. And they listened to what he had to say. In the name of Jesus Christ, you will be multiplied, you will not be small. 
especially if you are a kingdom-minded Christian. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. I've always enjoyed that part most when uh, some of the people in the church, some of the babies that you've seen me that, that, that we have dedicated on the stage, some of the babies have... I mean, some of them have told me for they will call me when they are mom we call. This is the fourth year. You are not come and see one person. I said, don't go. And I will say, show your mom that enough of all these fake prophecies and the rest by looking into the world. When you produce a child, they will keep quiet. You see, Jesus said, except they see signs, they will not believe. It takes resort to convince people, honestly speaking. No matter how much like Western world is turning against church, now you can't pray, you can't do anything. If you find a cure for HIV, and the day you want to tell them to follow, say, shall we pray? Everybody will pray. Results. Are you with me? And the time has come that in your life, people see that you are not ordinary. Say amen. Yeah. Your business is not ordinary. Yeah. They can see the hand of God they cannot see in your life. When somebody wants to say that I doubt if there is God, and he looks at you and say, okay, okay, these are evidence I cannot deny. Are you with me? Yeah. There was a girl that the length bent completely. She was in a very popular school in Kuru, one of the, uh, one of the uh, cities in, in Kenya. So, when Rehaboki went there and she got ill, the entire community turned to Jesus Christ. They all knew the girl. That's what you call notable miracles. That's what happened with the man who had been crippled all his life. And the apostles told him by the beautiful gate, Acts chapter 3, Silver and gold are such that the Bible said that when the Pharisees were angry, they said, What do we do to stop this? The news is spread because everybody knew that man at the beautiful gate. So, notable miracle is not limited to somebody being dead, coming back to life. There can be a notable miracle in your life. Your life can actually be a notable life. Say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So that's, that's, that's what just... Uh, so let's go back to... But I just want to call your attention to something. My, so you are not showing my time again. The time, last time was showing 15 minutes or so. The time is off. So if I overuse time, it's not my fault. Hallelujah. So put it up again. Let me know how many minutes I have. <laughs> the Lord says, see, I have given you. But I want us to go to Joshua chapter 5. And that's, the, that's what I want to... The last... Three, the last four verses of Joshua chapter 5. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Joshua chapter 5, last four verses. Last four verses. Yeah. Go to verse 13. It came to pass, when Joshua was by Jericho, that he lifted up his eyes and looked, behold, there stood a man over against him with a sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to meet him and he said to him, Are thou for us of our adversaries? Wow. This guy, Joshua, was very bold. <laughs> As they were about into Jericho, before they saw Jericho that was locked inside out, Joshua, apart from Jericho that was locked out, Joshua saw something else. This is what I want to call your attention to. I pray that your eyes of understanding be open. Listen to me. There is reading of the Bible. There is listening to scriptures. There is hearing the word of God from the Bible. Now, there is seeing the visions of God from the Bible. 
that last part is the highest point. When God speaks to you from his word, and those words, they become a picture in your heart that dissolves and dethrones all other pictures and it takes the center of your heart. Then it is called you have seen the invisible and you will produce the miraculous. I get what I'm saying. What made it very easy for Joshua to hear somebody say, I have given you Jericho and he believed. March round. I'm, I'm trying to say this morning and I, I will explode more of this as in, I, I'll be faster. I was second about. I, I just want to lay the foundation. I'm trying to. This is what I'm trying to get to us. When we say we are receiving things from the Word of God, I've told you before that you must be a man and woman of prayer. When we say we are receiving something from the Word of God, it is limited to what exists between you and the Holy Spirit. Oh Lord, okay. I told you last week. When the two bishops were able to Canaan land, so that's why people, people will always say people like that. When you are strained, they wait you. <laughs> and they saw from Iyano Baja, and they said the land they took him to was that. When himself saw how, how long it took them to drive to the place, and the whole place looked like a forest. And he said, This is the land we want to say. He said, Honestly, he was going to say that, shall we pray? Just to encourage the man, God bless you, thank you. This is not what we want. But as they were praying, he heard the voice of God that this is the land. And then he came back and he asked himself that when people are not mad, what will make people to drive from Leki Ekpe Ikeja and drive to Ota in Ogu State for a Sunday service? This is pure madness. But the Lord has said that this is the place. So he began to pray. And he saw. <laughs> John said, he just read the last verse of Mark chapter 1, I think. The Bible says that, and he was in the wilderness, and they came to him from every quarter. He was in the wilderness, and they came from him, they came to him from every quarter. When he saw, he told the pastor that, don't worry, there will be more people in this wilderness than in town. Now, someone else will read that portion, and it won't mean anything to you. You know why the scripture appeared to him? Number one, he was praying. Number two, there was an encounter with God. When there is an encounter with God in the place of prayer, the words that he speaks to you, the words that he speaks to you, they are not just words. They become vision that you see. I get what I'm saying. Praise the Lord. So in talking about faith, we must talk about an encounter with the Spirit of God. It is a spirit of revelation that makes the plan of God to be so real to you. So God did it to Abraham. So here also Joshua, first of all, he saw the so the guy said, when Joshua said, sorry, are you for us? When he saw the guy at the entrance of Jericho, somebody just holding his sword. And he was like, okay, so I want to know. Are you for us or you are for our enemies? And the guy looked at Joshua and said, none of the above. I'm neither for you, I'm not for, not for Jericho. He said, I am the captain of the Lord's army. Joshua knew right there that Jericho was about to be taken. Because the commander of the Lord's army had come down. Somebody say amen. amen. Are, you, are you with me? The place of prayer, this is what I'm saying, it's not only the place of making requests. The place of prayer is also a place of an encounter where something happens to you and then something happens outside. Did you get that? Praise the Lord. Are, are you with me? Something... <laughs> When we started some years back, I've told you before, 
I'll pray, 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 then I'll come on Sunday and we'll be seven. And there will be four. She was there at that time, she can tell. We'll be seven, we'll be four, we'll be seven, we'll be ten, we'll be eleven. We'll do a program, print posters, and we'll be thirteen. And the following Sunday, we'll go back to seven. And from morning to 7 p.m. every day, I will fast Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. By Saturday, I will lock myself in praying. So I will believe that on Sunday, I'll pray for six hours this hour. Then there will be so many people. And then we'll reduce again. <laughs> in the course of praying, one day, that was when he gave us that scripture that we normally quote here as the host of heaven that cannot be numbered. And the sound of a seed that cannot be measured. So will the Lord multiply the house of, the house of David. He gave me that word. We're meditating on it for a while. But I didn't see what he wanted me. One day in the place of encounter with God, my eyes were open. He just said, read that word again. And I read it again. That's Jeremiah uh, 30, 33, 22, right? Also, say, as the host of heaven that cannot be numbered and the sound of a seed. The Spirit of God told me, what happens at every service that makes you sad? Ushers will count the people. They will tell you the number, 11 people, and you will feel bad. He said, read that word again. As the host of evil that cannot be numbered. The household of them will be so mighty, so great a church, that nobody can count you. He said, but you know what? Faith is now. Why don't you start now not counting the people? So I told ushers, don't count anybody coming to you. I don't want to know how many people coming to you. I'll just keep preaching. We have stopped counting since then. The moment we stopped counting, we started multiplying. Someone else will read. <laughs> there are instructions that in one week can change your financial fortune forever. They are around you every day. But there is no encounter. I will end with this story of J Jacob. Let's read Genesis 33. Is everybody getting what I'm saying? You see, when I'm saying something, so that is when I cool down like this. I need to be sure. Because I see great things coming from your lives. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Glory to God. Are, are you following what I'm saying? Is somebody with me? The Spirit of God wants to show you something. That will become a vision in your heart. When you see it, nobody can talk you out of it again. Nobody. If it's about the father, let's say somebody wants to go to America. I'm not saying you should go to America. I'm just saying somebody wants to go. You know, a lizard in Nigeria will not become an alligator in America. Some people think when they land in Yankee, say when, when I get to Yankee, they think when they land like this, money will just start landing on their head. Some years back, my first time in New York some years back, I was walking around and I was shocked to see homeless people on the streets of New York. Yes. Whether you go to New York, go to UK, you see homeless people. It's the same thing. Yeah. I think in Frankfurt, Germany, I've given um, people serving us a tea before that they almost rejoice over rejoice. Whites. So prosperity is not in the color. It's not in location. So that's the truth. So if you think that, okay, why you... That's what's about it. And those who are deceiving them, won't say, that's why they get there and start doing illegal things. Even Christians. Christians marrying. Marrying. You know, some believers are there. There's nothing wrong with that thing. Let me talk with women here. If you allow your husband to do that, you are in trouble. You 
have rocked the foundation of your marriage forever. Some will say, I did it, but we are still together. Wait for a while and watch. The Bible says God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, he will reap. The day a man sows something, the day a man reaps beyond what he has sown, he has successfully mocked God. That means he has bypassed God's principle and system. God will see to it that man cannot win God. So when you cut corners, you will pay for it later. But the situation in the country is making a lot of people do that now. Well, not people here. Anytime I, we do marriage seminar, I teach a relationship, I've told you for during the week, the, my secretary, I'm going to have guests. People will start calling their cousin to come and see my pastor. And usually, this story is very common. Once somebody gets into trouble in America, like one that was dealing with FBI case, and, and I'd never seen the boy before, but then the mom that was talking to me and everything, in the course of us talking, I just asked a question. Sorry, did your son marry a white woman to get? She, he did it for five years, he made a lot of money. But 10 years after or so, now it's a, it's a soup about to lose every cover and to be deported. I said, you need to understand that you cannot, you cannot. Don't let the situation around force your aunt to do something wrong. This is why believers must also understand from God's perspective how to prosper. There is an answer in famine. It is true. God did not leave us to the... He uh, didn't leave us to just suffer and then to be at the mercy of the condition in the country and everything. The Bible said the rod of the wicked will not rest upon the lot of the righteous, lest the righteous will put their hand to do iniquity. It is true. Yes, it is true. So God sees everything. The agony of many families. And that's what we're actually praying about this morning. One of the reasons why I'm sharing this with you, so this is not a very well-coordinated message, one of the reasons I'm sharing this with you, you are pioneering something new in your family. Yeah. Hallelujah. I'm about to read this last story now from Jacob. Jacob, you know, he wrestled with the angel, Genesis 32. He will start from verse 37, verse 27. Then he said that, said to the angel, Bless me. And the angel said that, What is your name? What's the connection between asking for someone's name? This is where I want to end this message today. See, I'm going to continue from here next week, and then we take. I've just been all I've been doing last two is I just give you a recap. Your identity has to change, and the new creation in Christ has actually conferred that on you. But the understanding of it, so we change from time to time. We we'll remove some garments and wear a new one from time to time. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Jake Joseph had a lot of similarities with Jesus Christ. When he wanted to go to the prison, the coat of many colors had to go when his brother captured him. I will explain the meaning of that later. So he wore the garment of a slave in Potiphar's house. Later, he wore the garment of a prisoner in prison. And then when Pharaoh called him out, he robed him something else. From time to time, garments. You know, I am not just teaching Something is changing in some people's life. Amen. Give me Zechariah before we read this Genesis. Zechariah chapter chapter one, verse twenty-one. Zechariah one twenty-one. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Start from verse nineteen. Then we come to twenty-one. I said to the angel that told me, "What are these?" Verse eighteen. Eighteen. Eighteen, please. 
I lifted up my eyes, and behold, I saw four horns. Next verse. And I said to the angel, we told me, what is this be? And the answer, I said, these are the horns which have scattered Judah, Israel, and Jerusalem. Verse 21. And I said, what, what are these come to say? These are the horns which have scattered Judah, so that no man could lift up his head. But these have come to free them to cast out the horns of the Gentiles. So, <laughs> there can be a family. This is what deliverance ministers give a lot of names to. But there can be a family. And it's like there's a siege. The best anybody from that family can attain to is to be an average person. So he said, I saw four horns. And he asked, what's the meaning of this horn? He said, these are the horns. They are on Judah. And Jesus said, no man can lift up his head. Until four carpenters came. So Jacob just discovered that one ugly story after another. Like all kinds. And then, after Laban cheated him repeatedly, 21 years. Seven years, in fact, he was laboring for Rachel. They gave him Leah. And then, after seven years, and then this went on. And then one night, the angel appeared to him. And there was a wrestling. He wrestled with the angel. And then the angel said, I want to leave. He said, bless me. And he said, I won't let you go. He said, bless me. Then he said, what is your name? Mm. And he said, my name is Jacob. He said, no. We don't bless that name. You have to be called Israel. There are people from all kinds of roots listening to me now. I mean, your lineage, your everything. When you are born again, new life in Christ has separated you from those things. But there is an understanding you must have of a new creation. Then you must also know that from time to time, something must change within to attain to another level in life. Praise the Lord. If Jacob was a cheat, that was why God changed his name. What about Abraham? It was in Genesis 17 that God changed the name from Abraham to Abraham. And he said that, you know what? Sarah, your wife will give birth also, but not as Sarai. The name must go from Sarai to Sarah. Why? He changed Abraham's name, changed Jacob's name, only Isaac. Because God gave Isaac's name by himself. So there was no need to change Isaac's name. That's why Isaiah chapter 62 verse 2 says that thou shalt be called a new name with the mouth of the Lord shall name. What is your true identity? We are going to get to this in a while, but not today, so I want to stop here. Who are you? Now, mommy called you Wale, but have you discovered, say, in understanding who you are is your prosperity. And we have to draw a chart from the Bible how to get there. In understanding who you are, you cannot command beyond who you are. And there is a name in Christ that you already called. There is a general name for all Christians that qualifies us to walk in the blessing. But there are also specific names because assignments are not the same. And responsibilities are not the same. And locations are not the same. Let's rise. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. If you have had an encounter with God before, it's all right. most I doesn't call you by the name people are calling you. I will tell you this story, and I want everybody to pay attention here. During Wabek, this uh, Wabek this year, we passed over you. Bishop Aloke told us a story. 
it said that in the early days of Sodom, Sodom, the spirit ministry in Ibadan, there was just this problem with their family. He said, and with the church. Bishop Luke fasted for over 100 days. And the situations are still the same. We're still the same. He said he made up his mind that he wouldn't stop fasting. He said he said to God that if this battle is from hell itself, I will conquer the battle. He was as skinny as, I think he said he got to 120 something days fasting. Yes. He said it's as if the old hell came against his family and the church. And one night, they were, he was praying. The children had gone to sister. So usually, he would come down to his room downstairs to pray while others were sleeping. And he was praying. I feel in my spirit that so many people listening to me, here and those who are watching online, in a few days' time, so many people will have encounters with God. I don't know the nature of your own encounter. Something will happen that will open your eyes to the spirit, then to, to the spirit realm, then you understand certain things about your life, and then from that day, a change has taken place. He said, as, as he was praying, as he was just praying at the city room, he heard somebody with a strong baritone voice singing like outside the gate of the house. The person was worshiping God. So as the person was singing, he stopped praying. Uh-uh. This is 1 a.m. in the night. Who can stand? But he noticed that there was something anointed about that voice. That was an angel. So the person was singing a very deep baritone voice, praising God. And the voice was coming from outside his gate. And it was in his room downstairs. So he stopped praying and he was listening. The person sang for a while. And then the person called him by the name the grandma used to call him. See, at times, some of the grandmas will come after you've been named and they will give you an additional name. Uh, not all of the names should be here. <laughs> some, they are not coming from the right place. But for some, his own grandma was a Christian. He said that when the guy saw that he stopped praying, he kept quiet. The guy stopped singing and he heard the guy just called him by that name. Let's, let, I just want to give it. Let's say he says, Allah. And he said it in Yoruba. He said, he told him, he said, so you are still fasting and praying. He said, when you should be singing and dancing before me, and I will make all those who are against you to be barren of every good thing in life. That's a strong word. He was teaching on barrenness, that there's physical, but there's also barrenness of, an angel said, if you praise me, so I will make all those responsible for this battle to become barren of every good thing of life. So the fasting ended and began to praise God. And that was it. I will teach, if we are permitted, about the role that worship has to do with this. Of God revealing you to you and telling you some things. Because sometimes we go back to our maker in worship. Not the time that you are singing and you are looking anywhere and everywhere. The time when you carry the whole of your life and lay it at the feet of Jesus that well, this is it. And the master himself, the porter, begins to make adjustments. And a revelation is given to you about the direction. There are parts in this world, they are hidden from naked eyes. But the master can see it. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Lift up your hands and just worship. Oh Lord, we worship you. Can we pray in a minute or two? Can you ask God to open my eyes? Open my eyes of understanding. 
it is good to tell God that there is so much I don't know. I say that every now and then. There is so much I don't know. But thou knowest all things. You know everything. Open my eyes. Open my eyes to see. Open my eyes to see. Open my eyes to see. In the name of Jesus Christ, I speak against that spirit. Average. No. You are called to be excellent. May the grace rest on you to begin to make your life beautiful, attractive, in the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. I have to leave. My time is up. I have to stop here. I want to say this to everybody. Can everyone take at least one day during this week? Fast and pray. There's something the Lord is leading us as a church into. I'm asking everybody. Can you just take a day? Any day of your choice during the week. And fast and pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. This is what I'm seeing in me. People that should add something to many lives here, they are passing you by every day. There's no, I think Apostle Paul gave an illustration there, there's no strong anointing on you pulling that and calling the attention to you. That has to change. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Thoughts about you, they cross people's heart from time to time and then they will just be like, Satan is very wicked. I've heard of ladies that were not married. From time to time, some guys were thinking the kind of person she wanted from God. But the guy said that they were in the same church and for two years, the guy thought she was married. When they said, what made you think she was married? He could not explain. And that kept him from making a move for two years. Until there was a worship meeting like this. Something pulled. Just made him to start talking to her and they say, I'm not married though. They were just gisting. If I say that, I was husband, husband. When they started winners, and they wouldn't pass 13, no matter how, one day, Bishop Adeba and all they were inside the church for three days praying. On the third day, the Lord said, Go out. So he walked like this, then I walked away from there. He said, Now turn back, look at the top of the auditorium. And he saw a black cloud. And Lord said, command it to be said in the name, and the thing folded like a mat. You see, oh God, can we take this? Listen to me. What were they? What 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 is the difference between all the prayers they pray for those three days, and one command that issued against that mat, and the mat rolled off? I want to to understand the realm of the spirits. I have to stop. <laughs> Are we? How we maybe I'll continue this uh uh this service. Oh dear Lord you, did, did you get what I've just said? What what back to everything I've been saying before? Once your eyes are open, many times one decrease enough. The madman of gatherer had several demons in him. Papa again illustrated this very well. When Jesus said to that demon, come out, they didn't come out initially. 
Then Jesus said, how many are you there? Then the chief demon spoke and he said that we are a legion, six or so, for we are many. And then Jesus now commanded them to go to the swine. This is how it functions in the spirit. There are some demons occupying people. If you are not under the influence of discerning of spirits, you will not cast them out. You can deal with some and they will leave. Some will not leave. Because you must know the name and the number of demons. Not by asking the person, but by the Holy Spirit supplying the information. Did you get that? So, everything goes back to what I said before that. Except your eyes are open, you cannot address some things. So, it's on that third day that their eyes were open. When the clouds saw that this man can see me now. That wasn't the first time the church was saying, Lord, help this church to grow. The only difference this time around, the man's eyes has been open to see the cloud. Satan will always know where you can see and the thing rolled off. Now, this is the shocking thing. The following week, after the cloud left, they went for evangelism. Sir, people on the street were telling them that we thought, ah, say, which church? This is your a flyer. Neighbors. Sir, we thought it was a white German church. People that were there for two years, their neighbors, were passing by, and Satan can put cloud on something. Oh. A lady can be very beautiful, but she might not appear beautiful to the people that really matter. The kind of people that she's praying for, spirit-filled, wonderful guy, responsible to everything. She won't just eat, it's it's. This is the reason why somebody says to a friend, can I have 50k? And to somebody, and they give him. But someone else is saying to his friend, can I have 50k? The guy has 50k, but he's not giving you. Somebody will go to your very uncle. It is true. Everybody's a giver. It's a matter of who they give to. When you say people are stingy, there is nobody that does not give. It's just that they are not giving to you. Did you hear this? And we see all this is going on back and forth. The boss bends the rule for some people. When it comes to somebody else, he says, no, no, I'm not going to do this. But when their identity changes, the cloud grows. A change is taking place in your life amen. this week. Shout amen again. Amen. Hallelujah. People will not deal with you the same way again. Amen. They relate. They see you as a different person. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you for listening to the teaching of Pastor Shola Oshumakinde. We believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Towing Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m. While our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.